Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Jeremiah 33. How many of you know what it says in Jeremiah 33? What the Bible says in Jeremiah? Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Our theme for the month is a month of what? Supernatural answer. That means that God still answers. He's never heard of hearing. When he says call, it's not because he can't do. He says two things particularly, just to start. I'll say a lot of things about it. When God will ask you to call him, when he knows you are the one that, you are, that is in need of a calling, and he's coming to say call me, how do you define that? Covenant love. He's looking at you, you need it. Say call me. But what does that tell you? That shows that there are many areas where we should call that we don't call. Pastor, that's Old Testament. Be careful, don't preach Old Testament. New Testament. I understand you. God bless you. God has not changed. The New Testament does not negate prayers. As a matter of fact, it says you should pray without season. Not season as in S-E-A. It's not as in C-E. That is pray without stopping. Not pray this season and next season. No, no, no. Pray without cessation. That's the New Testament standard of prayers. So if we are going to go by here, don't preach Old Testament. People are funny. When they discover a new thing, they use it to disturb everybody. That's in the New Testament. That was Paul from his understanding of the teachings of Jesus. You want to hear Jesus say, Man, always ought to pray. Always. And not faint. Men will faint because of lack of prayers. This is New Testament. Prayers will never go out of vogue. No matter the modern way of teaching. It is a demand of heaven. why God will speak through Jeremiah to and through Jeremiah call unto me and see if I will answer you <laughs> I guess that's what somebody has come to hear today uh-huh, you see what I mean you try call when I see it right I'm sure you greater mighty things which thou knowest not I looked at it for a while, many years ago, actually. I first heard it from one of the books I was reading. That was um, on a robot. It says, God's telephone number. That was the title. I was eager. I quickly flipped, many years back, actually, decades. I quickly flipped and I went to God's telephone number. And what, what, I mean, what, what stirred my curiosity was this. I knew that he would be referring to scriptures. So I'm like, okay, God's telephone number. Let me see what this man is saying. So I quickly flipped the book, flipped the book, and got to what he was saying there. 
And I saw it said Jeremiah 33. And it went JE-333. 333. Oh, three is the number of God. Is it God the Father, God, Son, God, the Spirit? Oh, I was thinking. I now saw that DJE actually was Jeremiah. Of course, I took my Bible immediately. I flung the pages and I called to me. I said, wow. I will, okay. And I will not just answer. I will show you. He says, call unto me. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> God says, call unto me. He says, I will answer. Man can lie. God will never lie. <laughs> I'll quickly descending. There was trouble. Nebuchadnezzar besieged the Judah and Israel. And they were in trouble. And at the time, because of the truth that he was saying, his prophecies and the words that would come, he seemed to be a rebel. That was Jeremiah. And at a particular time, they said when Egypt was coming, Ramah was coming to kind of help them. And uh, he now was going out of the city, uh, at the city threshold. Uh, they arrested him. They thought he was betraying them and trying to side up. He wasn't. And so they locked him up into the prison. And that's why you will read from verse 1. Put 33 one there quickly. Moreover, watch. Moreover, what happened? The word of the Lord came. Malabo, you see why we are free? We are doing everything now to get everybody to memorize. Because the truth is this. Don't let deceive ourselves. If you don't have scriptures inside, how can you meditate? Meditation begins from memorization. And you're not memorizing to impress anybody. So that you can recall and recall and recall. And the truth is this. Please write it down. When God wants to do something, he uses what you have in your store. Mm. He won't manufacture what you don't have to quickly come into you. That's why you can't have faith for what you don't know. You can't. For you to exercise faith, because you have a knowledge of something. Even if it seems impossible, but you have a knowledge of it, then you can exercise your faith in a possibility. But what you don't know, how can you? The kingdom of heaven is like 10, ten virgins waiting for the, for the bridegroom to come. And five were prepared, five were not prepared. And when all the flooding came, those who had nothing simply had nothing. Those who had, had. Hello? Praise the Lord. So the word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came. Which word came? He could hear God clearly. Today we have the word of the Lord in the Bible. And it is for you and I to feel ourselves. Let the word of God wear in you richly. Glory be to God in the highest. Because in emergencies, they pop up. They come out straight. They came to me, I came to Jeremiah a second time. He had come before he came again, but he was in the prison. So I want you to understand this situation. Uh, while he was still shut up in the courts of the prison, saying, now hear what the word of the Lord said. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Thus is the Lord who made it. The Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me. Now, God will always give you an impression or clear impression of himself anytime he's going to speak. Like we heard from our main scripture for the year, remember, uh, to the church in Philadelphia, you know, right? And who, he who is holy, he who, you know. In the same way, say, he who made it, he who is establishing it. There's no argument. 
So what do you tell them? Tell them, call. Jeremiah, you call. And tell them to call. I will answer. I don't care the level of decadence. I don't care the level of destruction. I don't care how far gone. I don't care how dead. Call! <laughs> I will answer. I will answer. It's not a man that I should lie. I will answer. Somebody will try today. As a matter of fact, somebody is trying it right now. I've seen him done it in my life a number of times. Even when I'm not too sure, I just know that I have no option, no second option. I'm like, oh man, I need help. He will do it with candor. Like when I see it, I was like, Whoa. So he heard. He said, Before you ask, I. And I will show you. Yeah, what somebody said. Every failure in our lives. When properly analyzed, it's a prayer failure. When properly analyzed, it's a prayer failure. Every failure. More so for a covenant child of God, where everything has been settled. But it's part of covenant to call. Covenant tells him that you depend on your covenant partner. And you know that he's in it with you. Covenant demands that he answers. So he tells you, except you don't call, I will answer. Somebody said, no besetting sin is that strong that proper prayers cannot dissolve, cannot frustrate. No habit. And no need that cannot be met. He says it's our greatest source of power, untapped power. When I go there, I say, Oh my goodness. God! Sit down, thank you. I looked at our call briefly, he said it's to invoke or to be invoked to someone to invite and again it can be to name so when God says call two or three things you can think of that is come on evoke my spirit it's yours you, you are my covenant child it's yours bring me in you know his presence is a guarantee benefit of the covenant like we saw on Sunday. It is. We're looking at the life of Mephibosheth with David, how he, he, he was the type of Jesus. Covenant is the reason for access. Covenant was what Jesus did with his life and blood, bringing us into covenant with him. Makes us sons. So it's not that anybody is doing you any favor. It's just your right by who you are, by virtue of who you are, through the blood of Jesus. That's one, to evoke his presence. So bring him into the situation. Number two, 
to invite. Number three, to name. I like that particularly. Then he says name. Say it was like when he brought all the animals to the Adam, and he says, and Adam began to name. So when you are calling his presence, you are calling the situation to be what you want it to be by virtue of the covenant. He was in the prison. Say, call! What will that do? His presence will come. What will that do? He will stop being a prisoner. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I hope now you know that your life does not depend on all those prophet and company. You may, you may have accidents. You may be careful this December. You may be, ay, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I may come by the blood I shed on Calvary. You say, thank you, God bless you, but it's not for me. I reject it a thousand times in the name of Jesus. But some go, so some, 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 some take flights to go collect such messages. Some drive thousands of miles to go and collect such messages. So when they are leaving, they are shaking. When they are returning, they are afraid. Don't they? Where you go and you come back fearful. When the covenant we have with God in Christ Jesus demands that you live by faith. So can't you say? Call. Somebody said, if you look at it properly, when he says call, he wasn't making a suggestion. He gave the impression of a request, as it were. But that's, he's asking you to make a request, that is. But let's look at it from his own angle. Call is a command. You can truncate the situation in the name of Jesus. That's why, as a covenant child of God, there's no room for self-pity. Uh, because, because, no, 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 there's something wrong with our Christianity. We are not denying the fact that you are going through stuff. We are denying the fact that your attitude is not right in your situation. That's not like a child of God. Because we know that God sooner or later will bring you out. In the name of Jesus. And so our attitude is always like this too, Will. Oh yes. Still talking on call, call. It was Jesus that said it. He said, ask and you receive. Come on, Matthew chapter 7. Seek you, find, knock, shall be open to you. For everyone, Jesus said it, could they have been telling a lie? Of course not. Yes, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. And then, of course, you can see again in the book of John where I was saying, I said, until now you have not asked anything, John 16, say, ask the Father in my name. Ask, and it shall be done by my Father, who is in heaven. So, there's a guarantee if you are calling him in faith. You are, why would you call him faith? When you are in prison, when you are in trouble, how else will you call him? Call, jokingly? Call him for a show? When you are in trouble? Such calls are calls of faith. Whoa, I feel the fire. He says, I will answer. Guarantee. Covenant guarantee. I feel the fire. He will answer you. We find it again in the book of First John when he was writing, chapter five. He says, Now we know. He said, This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, you know why this is his will? He is the one that's asking you to call. 
It's already his will. If we ask anything, this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, what happens? He hears us. You've heard it from Jeremiah, you're hearing it from John. So what's your problem? What's my problem? In the name of Jesus, let every problem cease. Tonight. Oof. That means that we're expectant. Anytime we're calling like this. We don't call if we don't know that he will do it. We call because we know that he will do something. We call because we know that he hears. We, know, we call because we know that he will. We come into the scene. And when my father comes on the scene, he doesn't leave the scene the way he missed the scene. No, but that's the truth. I mean, you've been hearing testimonies now. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. So he says, I'll show you grace and mighty things which you don't know. See, he says, I will answer you. And I will show you. May I may not be able to emphasize it again before we leave. But let me make a declaration right now in the name of Jesus. And I know they are here from tonight. In the name of Jesus. For every calling, you will see. In the name of Jesus. When I say see, sometimes you perceive. Because sin is not seen until you perceive it. Uh, you understand? Say some will see, but they don't perceive. Some will hear, but they don't understand. So the scene here is that you can make it out. Yeah. Ooh, I feel the fire. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Yeah. It's an adjective meaning great. <laughs> God who he said, what's wrong with this man? Because he shows me. Ask, ask her, she'll tell you. It's not everything he shows you, you share. You share what he wants you to share. And because there's no magic, it is the privilege of every covenant child of God. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I know some people are moving in there quickly now in the name of Jesus. The word emphasizes the importance, size, and significance of something or someone. It is used to attribute, well, theological importance in various ways. All right, I jump that. <laughs> yes, it says, aha. God's great acts of redemption are emphasized. His great and awesome things gives us scriptures. His great acts in nature and in general are recognized. Okay, now, it is used to describe the might and greatness of God's arm. Are you hearing me? Which brought Israel from Egypt? Another one. God's presence and character in power, in counsel, in compassion, in mercy are described as simply this word, great. Want to see the best of his compassion? Great. His greatest act of mercy? Great. His highest demonstration of power? Great. Say, I will show you great. Mm-hmm. But until you call, covenant will respect that you understand your right in the covenant. So call. It designates persons as influential masters, great as leading persons. Ooh. Used in general to describe whatever is large, numerous, or intense, such as, you know, great. All right. Let me leave that quickly because of time. So I'll show you great and mighty things. What we have, I mean, Jacquet uh, for me, this is so easy for us. He said, <laughs> isolated things. 
and inaccessible things. Hear mighty. Great and mighty things. You, I just say that so I can get into what I'm to do. A verb denoting to harvest, to gather. It refers to the process of harvesting grapes. Okay, ba ba ba. Two, a verb meaning to humble, to cut off. It describes the power and sovereignty of God over the princes and rulers of the earth. So when you call on him and he says, I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things, no matter the force, he will disgrace them. Part of his answering, he said, I will answer you. How will you know? I will humble and disgrace powers. Listen, he says, three, a verb indicating to be inaccessible, to make inaccessible, to be thwarted. It describes the possibility of something being done or accomplished or found out. In other words, what the world knows that no go area is impossible. But because it's confronting you, it will thwart it. What is impossible? He said it is the verb denotes making possible what is totally impossible. I'm talking of covenant power here. Yeah. In its passive sense, it describes the impossibility of something being thwarted or frustrated. That is, thwarting and frustrating the impossibility of something. It is in the so in the honors of man, in the in the in the arena of man, it's not done, but it's confronting you and it's covenant child. He said, I will turn it around. That's what he's saying. Go. I will disgrace the pride of the devil and the pride of man. For my covenant children of God, somebody shall the blood of Jesus. I can't hear you shout the blood of Jesus. I can't hear you shout the blood of Jesus again. Shout the blood of Jesus again. At this point, let me say this to you. Where God has not called you, don't double. A lot of people just like to show off in life. Please, be more sensible. But because he has called you to be the husband of your wife. He's going to be the wife of your husband. Call and see. He has called to be the father, the mother of your children. Whatever is militating against you, being that call. He's called you out to be a Christian. Whatever is trying to disgrace your Christianity, call. It's called us to be pastors, evangelists, prophets, whatever we stand in. I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things, the things that you never knew could happen. It was many years ago, that was how I knew I would be in the ministry. That day, yes, I was on that trip when God convinced me. He said, go back and preach. I said, no. He said, you will. 
And I knew inside of me that that's what he's called me to do. I was pursuing my petroleum engineering, but I knew. He showed me things. He showed me the men and father that I respect in the faith. And I was doing some things. He showed me in a vision and he said, look, they, look they're waiting for you to sit down. If you don't stop running around, you'll be, see, you will run out of stuff. Sit down! I made it. I'm standing in his presence. Sit down! That's what, that's what he told me. I got out of that dream and knew. When he calls you, he'll be waiting for your call at every junction. He will always answer you. So, because of time. So what's tonight about? I don't know the impossibility in your life. He assured me before I left home. He said, tonight is the night to remember. In the name of Jesus. Because of time, I will ask you to stand up. I, you know, I didn't, I just stopped. Things will move very fast now. If we're a minister, I want you to call. You know what you're going to call? Covet the best gift for your calling. Please, I beg you, don't begin to say you want to become Billy Graham. That's not the gift. That's a ministry gift, but that's not the gift for your calling. You are a ministry gift yourself, too. Don't begin to say you want to become Kenny Hagen. It doesn't work that way. But there are gifts of the Spirit that have been given to you that as you begin to call in the name of Jesus, they will begin to get activated. Amen. They will begin to get stirred up. Like all the gifts you need for your calling begin. Now open your mouth and pray. You have three minutes to do that. All you need for your calling. All he has given. He said all that pertains to life and godliness he has given to you. All you need. Your calling is one. You're being a husband is a calling. You're being a wife is a calling. You're being a parent is a calling. I hope you know that. Hallelujah. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.